next guest on the Tea Time Sofa is Guernsey-based Thrive Coach, Corinne LePage. She's the co-founder of Social Enterprise Success, running conferences every year to help social entrepreneurs connect. Corinne became a coach after she overcame the fear of public speaking and over the years has worked with people to find out their why and empower them to be the best version of themselves. Through her own harrowing life experiences, she is a master at her craft of helping people thrive. So let's find out more. So welcome, Corinne, to Tea Time with me, Ali Monjack. How are you doing today? Hello, Ali. Thank you so much for inviting me and I'm doing really well, thanks. How are you? Yes, I'm really good. So, you know, it's it's the end of the week, isn't it? So, you know, some downtime this weekend. So have you had a busy week with the coaching? Yes, busy week with coaching. And I'm also involved in, in this other project, which is building up retail. Yeah, so that's been very busy. Lots of things going on with COVID and what have you, of course, having the impact you know over here where I am in Guernsey we've had it's been quite mild but because we've relaxed the rules now because most people are vaccinated of course our cases are going up but they're not serious there's very few hospitalizations but yes that means it's very very busy um, all over people are wondering what they're going to do yeah so, so I do my coaching and training and I work with uh, entrepreneurs and then I was asked to help with building retail across the island so four days a week I'm doing that so I'm doing my business around that so yeah very busy yeah gosh so you know uh, Covid as you said has really thrown a lot into to the pipeline for everybody and including people um, and so you know you're sort of running at a parallel aren't you at the moment with trying to rebuild people's lives through coaching and also rebuild retail yeah, absolutely, Ali. I, it's been incredible that obviously this this whole COVID thing has got us all to rethink our lives and to get off that hamster wheel and think, why am I doing this again? So there's so much happening and everyone can relate to that. Just, for example, everyone uses Zoom now without batting an eyelid. Before, people avoided it maybe or, you know, didn't want to do courses that way. And so our whole world has, has shifted. And so um, coaching is all about helping people re-navigate that, find out, you know, which way they want to go, which direction they want to go in and how these changes affect them. Sometimes it's been a complete change because they've had to, they've lost their jobs or they've had to rethink their business. So, you know, it's, it's completely turned things upside down for so many people. But I mean, that's what, you know, your your whole sort of raison d'etre is, isn't it? I mean, you, you know, basically are incredibly good at dealing with change. So now, you know, you've been set on a journey where you help other people with that. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, if we, if we just sort of wind the clocks back, I mean, you've got your very own raw story, haven't you, of... Um, a situation that that made you the person that you are today absolutely yeah just to give you a very quick you know version of that um i was uh, working for british airways and um that was all fine i was a duty manager in the lost baggage department and so i never met a happy customer or very very rarely because we weren't the ones to hand them their bags back 
we always got the raw end of it. So I had to learn to be really resilient. So it's not just the customers, but the staff being demotivated. So that was, you know, a real learning curve. And then later on, I left BA at the end of 99. I went to the training department and that's another story. Um, a boss that actually encouraged me to overcome my fear of public speaking. And I, I went to the training department and I loved it. And so at the end of 99, I left and started my own training business, which I never would have thought I would have done with this fear of public speaking. So I overcame that and started um, running training courses for myself um, and then became a coach and a counsellor as well, because I was counselling for the British Airways Employee Assistance Programme. So helping people as a volunteer um, within British Airways. Um, and they trained me, I did a course as well, got my counselling diploma. Um, and so that started a whole chain reaction. So if I hadn't been working there in the training department, none of this would have happened. I wouldn't be where I am today. So I totally get how things, just one little thing can completely change the direction that we're going in. Um, and so I then um, met my ex-husband who was a Sri Lankan gemstone dealer. And I had my training business going on, but he had this business he was trying to build up in Europe. So we were going to Sri Lanka, we were going to Thailand, we were going to various places um, buying gemstones. So of course, it's all very exciting. And I loved it. I got really into it. And it's, I would describe it, Ali, like, um, it's like Pandora's box, you know, when you take the lid off something like that, there's no going back, you know, your interest is there. And it always will be. So anyway, I got heavily invested in this business, in this gemstone business. I had a property portfolio. That was my pension fund. And so I sold a couple of properties, invested in stones, and we built up a really successful business. And we were selling to Hatton Garden and all over the UK. We went to Europe. We had clients in, in Austria and Germany, and we would do all the major trade shows. So, yeah, we were doing really, really well. And then what happened was the, uh, the recession started to kick in in 2008. And at the same time, my ex-husband was starting to get restless. He didn't want to be in the UK anymore. He wanted to move to Bangkok. Now, I, I love Bangkok, but I didn't want to live in Bangkok. It's a crazy city. So anyway, to cut a long story short, one day he just announced to me, you haven't given me a baby, so I'm going to have to remarry. I said, excuse me, but you're married to me. Well, that's just the way it is, I'm afraid. And it was very, very black and white. So after coming to terms with it, I thought, well, what can I do? You know, there's no reason why I couldn't have a baby. It's just that I was that bit older than him. And I'd been to see specialists and all that. And there's no reason. And he was just impatient to get married and have a baby. So in the end, I gave him my blessing. And then I thought it was strange. Well, why isn't he pushing to get divorced? And I found out, actually, he was already married with a baby on the way and I only found this out some time later so 10 years later I've managed to get divorced uh, but when he left I had this business that I had to run on my own because he basically disappeared to Sri Lanka and I had to run this business on my own in a recession having this property portfolio I had four properties left at that time and somehow I managed to hang on to all of those and not have them repossessed. Don't ask me how I did it. It was just pure grit and determination. And I think I described to you the other day, I felt like I was in this greasy pit. You know, I, I thought, how the heck do I get out of this? This is just 
unbearable. I had the emotional upset. I had the financial worries. You know, I had a business to keep going. And what was I going to do? You know, so anyway, bit by bit, I managed to <laughs> climb out of that greasy pit to get to a point now where I've got a successful business and obviously, you know, getting asked to do all these other really interesting projects as well. So that's why I love helping other people to do that. And I think one of the things I learned, Ali, was that in business, it's really, really helpful to have somebody who's been there and can understand it, but it's not going to tell you how to get out of it because if someone had told me how to get out of it, that might not have felt right for me. Mm. I had to find and navigate my own way through. But what did help me was when I got a coach who really listened to me, understood my life and helped me navigate it in my own way. And that's what got me out of it. And that sheer grit and determination. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the thing is, is that, you know, you are... Well, you are what you say on the tin. I mean, I, you know, I've had a coaching session with you as well. I mean, it, you know, it's not, I think the, the trouble with today's coaches, as, as we've said, that the market kind of seems to be swamped with it. And it's sort of like a quick, um, quick three minute wonder, isn't it? If you follow this, these steps and this process, you are going to, you know, conquer the world, so to speak, um, I think is, is very much, I mean, you know, not, not to all the great coaches out there, but I mean, it's very much how it comes across. But I mean, you really are working with people from the inside out, aren't you? To, to, well, to thank find you, Ali. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That, that's my passion, you know, it's, that's why I do this. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I can see that. And I mean, what a horrible experience, <laughs> you know, you, you had to go through. And I, we're laughing. I mean, you know that I've been through such a, such a horrible yeah. experience. And, um, you know, when you're just left and you, you have to find a way, but, but you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. I mean, that, that kind of hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? Um, it does. It does. And I think it's when we've been there that we can really, really get how other people feel to be in their greasy pit, whatever that looks like. Because if we haven't been there, it's very difficult for us to appreciate to just stop and listen to that person, not try and tell them what to do, you know, what they should do. You know, it's it's, it's just helping them to find their own way through being there to explore things with them and help them to work out what's going to be the best way forward that's going to work for them and their life their commitments and everything else and also I think it's about their resources isn't it because as human beings we can all be resourceful it's just finding the signposts isn't it when you're going through something of that nature yeah yeah absolutely I think Tony Robbins came up with a great say or question once he said are you resourceful or resourceful yeah. yeah yeah and and it's like have your access to these various resources that you know are going to empower you and help you whether that's people whether that's um funding whether it's you know uh, investment um, whether it's emotional support whatever that is those are your resources yeah definitely yeah, no, that, that's never a truer word spoken. And I mean, since then, you you know, 
back then you you've helped many many different people in business as well and and turn their their lives around really which is is really brilliant and also you know you've very much become involved in in social enterprise haven't you Yes, very much. Yes, I, I met another lady. I did a social enterprise course with a, a social entrepreneur coach um, who's based in the, in the US. And um, Nasha, um, my colleague now, she also did the same course. And we both live in Guernsey, and yet we met in San Diego at a conference. <laughs> and so <laughs> we decided when we got back, this is amazing stuff. We've got to do something. So we started a whole uh, stream of conferences and of course we were doing physical courses at conferences before covid hit and now we can do it virtually it's so much more accessible to everybody so we're doing what we're doing is we're doing one for europe for each continent at a time so we did europe last time and the next one we're doing north america and we we've uh, done the uk as well so um so it's very exciting because we're we're doing it free of charge um it's a, it's two days packed full of speakers and inspiration you know because you've been there Ali um, yeah. it's just incredible incredible insight you get from people so it's a great event to to go to and and what that's all about is people don't understand well, what is social enterprise is, is it a charity or what is it so we start with that what is a social enterprise actually and a social enterprise can take on various different forms but basically it's a company who's who's operating for the greater good. And so therefore they've got a big why of what they do. Why do they do what they do for the greater good? But they have to make money because a lot of people get confused thinking, well, if you're doing something like that, then is it wrong to make money? No, it's not. It's not wrong to make money because if you don't make money, you can't continue doing your great work. Mm. So therefore it's about getting that you know, mindset about yes we have to run this as a business we have to run this as an enterprise because the more we make the more people we can reach and the more people we can help yes yeah yeah no I, I completely see that I really do and you know as as you know I'm very interested in it myself you know to do with media and you know moving forward because you know it's true you can't help other people unless you've got you know the money coming in to help them isn't it yeah absolutely and, and the other thing that we're helping people uh, with is to be self-sufficient as, as well so it's learning those skills that they can take forward and, and be resilient too and just knowing where your support network is to, to know where to get the right funding and again it's got to be the right funding not just any funding because if you can get funding from someone who specializes in social enterprise, they're going to be much more supportive to what you're doing. Whereas if it's just a, an you know, business who just lends money and they want to make money, it's going to be quite a different story and energy or could yeah. be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. It is. It is it's really difficult. And also, I suppose the banks don't even really understand what social enterprise is, do they? That's it. That's, you're so right. And I think that's the problem a lot of people face is the banks don't really get what they're doing. If they've got a, a bigger mission, the banks aren't quite sure, can't quite get their head around it. And they think, well, how solid is that? 
we perhaps we won't lend to these people it doesn't sound like a proper business but of course it's a proper business we could think of lots of social enterprises like starbucks they've got you know a much bigger mission to help young people um and people like divine chocolate you know their business is owned by the uh, by the uh, cocoa traders you know by the cocoa growers and so there's a very strong message there and so not or not everybody gets that. And so if you go to someone who offers funding specifically for a, a social enterprise, they'll get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that it, 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 it is interesting, actually, as I said, because, you know, people still don't really understand the whole concept of it. But I suppose in a nutshell, it, it's doing business for the greater good, isn't it? Absolutely. That's exactly it. And it's interesting, isn't it, Ali? I think, again, we, we started this conversation talking about COVID and how it's changed. And I think more and more businesses I'm seeing, I don't know about you, but I'm seeing more and more businesses starting to think that way because they're starting to think, well, yeah, the world has is, is really changed now. Why, why are we doing this again? And, and what's the bigger mission? And they feel they want to give something back. If they haven't before, I've seen more companies starting to think about how they're going to give something back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, work that we've got to, I think actually it's, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously I'm talking to the converted because you're all about this, you know, this is your whole being really, but you know, I think we have to, we have to now, if we have the capability to give back, then we've got to do it because, you know, otherwise we're, we're not going to thrive. You know, we've got enough with environmental issues to do with climate change. And also, you know, we are healing. We're still very much healing, aren't we, through the the bottom end of this pandemic. I mean, it, it's brought up lots of financial worries, but more than anything, predominantly, and obviously the physical side of it is the mental health issues. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and living in this world where there's so much fear around us. And, and the unknown, you know, like a new variant crops up and suddenly we're, we're thrown back into this uncertainty. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a scary place. And I think a lot of it is about our mindset and, and how are we going to manage ourselves internally more so that we're not always thinking about the external. And, and I'd like to share this, this model that has been really fantastic for me. And it's called the Circles of Influence and Concern. And right. it's really helped me. Um, and I know I shared it with you as well when we were yeah. on the call. Um, so, yeah, basically, if you can visualize, because I know we haven't got any visuals here, but if you can visualize a, a three circles and the one, you know, one is they're all inside each other. So the one in the very center is your circle of control. And that's everything in your world that you control, what you eat, where you sleep, what you wear all those things, everything that's within your control. And then you've got the circle outside that is things you can't control, but things you can influence. And so, you know, what things are within your, your sphere of influence? You know, who could help you? Where could you go? What could you do if you really could find a way? So that's your circle of influence. So of course, everything outside on the outer circle is the, the circle of no, no control. But how much time do we spend in that circle worrying about things? What if I catch COVID? What if the traffic's late? What if it rains tomorrow? 
How, how much of our time and energy do we spend in that outer circle? And so just having that picture in your mind can really help you when you're feeling down one day or anxious about something. Just ask yourself, which of those three circles am I sitting in right now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, there is something that can always be done, isn't there? Even if you think, I think you think it, it might be quite little or maybe insignificant. It's still, it's an action, isn't it? It's a step forward. Yeah, it is a step forward. And I think that's all part of our self-awareness is, is learning more and more about how we operate, what holds us back, you know, what barriers do we have, what self-limiting beliefs do we have that hold us back? Um, you know, I, I like to call them the gremlins that sit on the shoulder. You know, <laughs> who do you think you are to be successful? You weren't, you know, you, you were useless at maths at school. You know, all those little voices that play. And so we have to chuckle at those and we have to flick them off our shoulder. Say thank you, but no thank you. Yeah, let them go. And also yeah. I think, you know, we, we have to be aware of other people, don't we? You know, as, as you said, you know, quite rightly, when um, you went through what you went through, if, you know, anybody at that moment in time when you were feeling that low could have influenced you in the wrong way. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, people need to be careful of, don't they? I mean, how how do mm. be people be careful of that, though? Because there are. Well, I won't say that, you know, that that people necessarily want to put people up the wrong path, but, you know, they mm. do out of possibly sheer desperation, don't they, to try and help yeah. that person? Yeah, you're right. Well, well, first of all, I would say that. Sometimes people intend to help, but they're not actually helping. So that's the first thing is, you know, is that person trying to help genuinely, but really they're not helping because it's not what you need right now. Um, and the second thing is, of course, if they are, if they do have an agenda or even a hidden agenda, what to do about it. So the first thing is never rush into anything. Always take time to step back and think about it. And a sure sign is if someone's trying to you know manipulate you they're going to try and pressure you they're going to try and push you into something so the more they do that the more you stand back and that's a bit of a test you're testing the water yes. um, and then you know to, to really think this through research that company or that person talk to somebody who really knows you um, so they can help you reflect on whether this is a good move or not and mm -hmm. um, maybe talk to some other people in the same industry and see what they have to say about it. Look at your options before you make any major decisions. Yeah, uh, I think that that what you've hit the head on the head is not to make a decision really quickly. And I think you know sometimes with the pressures of you know finances or whatever we experience in life, we kind of want to do it really quickly, don't we? Oh, I've got to oh, yeah. you know, get it sorted. Yeah. And especially if a really juicy carrot's been dangled in front of you, you've got to do it because I closed this today. So if you don't do it today, I'm sorry, you're going to miss out. And that hooks into our fear of missing out, our FOMO, doesn't it? Nobody wants to miss out on a really juicy deal. And so we feel that pressure that we've got to do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is that really, <laughs> that comes down to sales doesn't it you know as well it's a you know how do you win friends and influence people which is that great book by um dale Carnegie, isn't it 
Yes, yeah, that's a really that's a really good book, and that that talks about the way people are, the the, the games they play, and it's very interesting, isn't it? When you when you look into it, yeah. Um, but if you're not in the right place, you know your your mind is not in the right place. You you can be easily manipulated into mm. yeah. all sorts of things. You know, that's true, especially if you feel a bit vulnerable, if your confidence is at an all time low. And you think somebody is going to really come along and they make all these promises that are going to help get you out of this situation. And I have to admit, you know, I've got drawn into some of that in the past when I started to take my training business more online. Of course, there's these courses out there teaching you how to do things virtually and learning all the technical skills. But what you realize on those programs is there's, there's no one to one time. It's a one size fits all. Hmm. And that certainly didn't fit for me because this particular company I did it with was very much about Facebook advertising. And that didn't really fit with my rationale. And and when I got into it, of course, I knew before I did it that Facebook advertising was involved, but I didn't realise to what extent and how that all came together. And I realised that's not for me. I don't want to be putting that kind of stuff online and using those kind of headlines. That's not me. That's not who I am. You know, it's finding something that really works for you. And and obviously the the one to one works really well or working within a group where you're like minded people. So you have the support of the coach and you also have the support of the group. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think there is a danger, actually. I mean, you know, looking at the last 18 months, online stuff has been great. And, you know, I've connected, I mean, I, I've connected with you, I've connected with Nayasha and lots of other people that, you know, we've we've kind of met through. But um, it, it's, it, it's been good for that. But the other side of it is that there's been so much sales stuff fed on Facebook um that really has got no well not just facebook i mean you know if we're going to mention meta otherwise if we're going to mention names here let's mention them all you know twitter linkedin let's go for it you know um there's been so much sales and marketing or pitches put out there that actually don't really um benefit people in any way shape or form i mean i've watched quite a few coaches without naming any names I mean everybody has to to do sales and marketing but it's just a sales funnel to them it's just a really smart sales funnel and it's not really um, getting to the heart of the matter so I I completely understand I think the situation the whole landscape digital landscape has basically been swamped with that Absolutely. You're, you're so right, Ali. And I think it's great to, to have digital marketing. It's great if you want to go online because you can reach so many more people, but it's how you do it. It's really important to understand. I mean, this is what I help people with is to really understand what are they about? What are their values and what's going to be in alignment with that? There's no point doing something that's not in alignment with your true values because it's just not going to sit sit right and also you know we're so distrusting now aren't we of all this stuff out there all these sales ads and so we we've got to reach those people that we really want to work with because then they they will relate to us because they see oh this person is like me or this person gets me 
and uh, then you'll then you'll want to work with that person but all these sales messages and all these smart lines or so-called smart lines aren't going to hook people in and in the UK I think we're perhaps a bit more cynical than than in the US aren't we well, I think we always have been as well, though, haven't we, really? I mean, in the US, it, it, it's always been very, if you think back, it's always been uh, very much pyramid selling um, yeah. and, you know, driving it forward and, uh, you know, pushing it down channels, etc. cetera. Um, which, you know, I mean, <laughs> obviously, if any, some, you know, some CEO from a big firm is listening in, they're going to think, well, you know, we need sales channels of course you need sales channels but you know there there's there's different things because you know the last 18 months for example have been so emotional for everybody you know you you virtually have had to be living under a rock yeah you know (laughs) you have been affected by this you know so absolutely right and yeah, you know, like I was saying before with social enterprise, there's it, it, nothing wrong with making money. You've got to, and you've got to find the best channels in order to do that, that work for you and what your business is about or, or who you're about. Yeah, but I mean, isn't it fair to say that if, if, in your eyes, if you are being the authentic you, mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the right business will come along you just got to keep working at it haven't you absolutely that's it and I think that's where as a business owner we all you know as a business owner I have to have real clarity about who my client my clients are because I'm not all things to all people and the minute we try to be all things to all people the audience will get confused because they don't really know what it is you actually do whereas Mm. if you're very specific about who you help and how you help people and what you show them to you know that they need you know to do showing them not as in telling them but showing them the tools and techniques to help them empower themselves and find their way forward you know that's that's the way forward is is really with your business be really clear about who who your audience is Mm, definitely so i mean what next with the social and enterprise conferences as well yeah, well, we've got our next one towards the end of March, which is for North America. So, of course, we'll be in, we'll be operating that one in North American time. So we're going to be starting that in the evening. So probably about four o'clock in the evening, that one. Um, so that might suit people who are working during the day and then into the evening so they can listen in. And we've made them more like six hours now than or five or six hours rather than a full day so that it's easier for people to, to come in and join join us yeah and I mean you have some great guest speakers don't you um we do and I don't know who they're going to be yet for North America we've got a few ideas but I can't confirm yet but we do have a a Facebook page which is social meet social enterprise success and so we announce the speakers on theirs and when they we, we confirm them so, and the other exciting thing that's happening next year is I'm launching a new um, group coaching program called the Communication Code. Yeah. So that's for um, business owners who feel like they need to find their voice that's in alignment with who they are. Yeah. So, you know, if you feel that you're not seen or heard or you feel you haven't got the impact you want, um, just with some very simple techniques and, and working out what's easy for you, what do you particularly find difficult, helping you navigate that and find your voice and find your impact. 
And as I say, that's the kind of program where you get support from me as a coach, but you also get a really a, a, a good group of people who are like you. So you build that bond, and which probably lasts a lifetime in a situation like that with helping each other through all of this. So there's lots of exciting things happening next year. Fantastic. No, so that sounds really good. So it's called Communication Impact. Um, it's called Communication Code. So oh, the, yeah, the, the, um, the website is communicationcode.co.uk. So and that's launching on the 20th of January. Brilliant. So, and I mean, it's really important, isn't it, to get that, get people together and get people talking. And, you know, because if they've got a message, it, it's invaluable and they, they really need to realise that they need to speak they need to yeah. talk out and that it's okay to do that you know I mean yeah. so many people are you know that's that's the message with mental health across the boards at the moment isn't it it's okay not to be okay well it, it's okay to talk out and share yeah. your message yeah absolutely people are so afraid of upsetting other people and the first thing we have to remember is as long as we say things in a calm way and we own it you know we own what we're saying we're not blaming somebody else if someone gets offended then that's down to them not down to us so it's it's about just reshifting things and just thinking about how you communicate how you get your message across in a way that's authentic calm and you know it's not going to offend anyone so it's um really builds up when i learned how to do that 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 really really helped me and i had to do that i learned to do that when i was dealing with all those angry customers who'd lost their bag you know <laughs> so because you know I had to learn how to calm them down and how to tell them what was happening without them without inflating the situation you know so. did you ever have a moment where you felt like saying go and do it with your own blinking bag well that's well that's I tell you what there was one day where there was um, now normally Japanese people are very calm aren't they very very calm it yeah. takes a lot for a Japanese person to lose their you know lose their um but um, i want to say this word this four letter word i'm trying to find <laughs> find an alternative but you know to lose control so one day this particular guy got so frustrated he picked up the computer and threw it at the agent now i've never seen a japanese person do that you can see how upset he was so of course you have to involve security you have to involve you know health and safety you have to involve so many different people in a situation like that but yeah that in that situation you just want to get that person away because you see them as dangerous out of control absolutely so in a way you're you're almost being put under harm's way aren't you when you've oh, yeah. got angry people yeah you um, don't know how people are going to react do you no no oh, bless you definitely <laughs> so all in your uh, armory of training to make you the person that you are today which is great so I for one look forward to next year and being a part of um, the social enterprise conference again and definitely um, your communication coach I think that sounds really really good actually oh, excellent. it'd be lovely if you want to join I'd love to have you there yeah yeah yeah, definitely. Because as you know, I'm really passionate about people, you know, finding their voice and speaking. 
Getting yeah. their messages out there, it's so important. It really it's, is. And, and this, this is why you do what you do, isn't it? Because you want people to have that voice. Well, I, you know, yeah, what I'm doing is the platform, isn't it? It's the whole mm. platform business with the media. So, yeah, it, definitely. Because, you know, people need to talk out and we need to know more about what's going on. You know, because if we, we don't know more if people don't tell us about it yeah that's so true and i think we've gone through life not wanting to be vulnerable and we think if we're vulnerable it shows weakness but i think a lot of people have learned over over covid that showing vulnerability is actually showing strength because it shows who we are and that we're not trying to be perfect we're more authentic and people it's more relatable people can relate to us when when we show our vulnerability so it's a strength absolutely i couldn't agree more yeah, I'm definitely not perfect. I don't know about you. <laughs> no, definitely not perfect. No, definitely not. Definitely you know, we're, not. Always, we're always learning, aren't we? We're never the finished article. So it's always a, a learning curve. But we just strive to, to be the best we can be. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I think, you know, life is a journey and you never really get there. It's just the next part of your journey, isn't it, really? Yeah, and I think it's about enjoying that journey, isn't it, you know? It's not yeah. all about waiting till you get there. I always say to people, you know, if you want, if you're waiting until you can make enough money to live in a beautiful place, what's stopping you living in, you know, living some of that dream now? What's what could you have or what do you already have that perhaps you don't appreciate? You already got some of those things in your life. So, you know, build those as well. It's not all about waiting to get to the B when you're at A. It's about the journey. And what you've got along the way as well yeah and i definitely think you know being and i know you are incredibly grateful aren't you you know yes. having been in your grease pit yes <laughs> i am i every day i'm grateful and when something wonderful happens i'm just thank you universe thank you i'm not religious but i i believe in sort of the energy that's all around us and um, if there's positive energy around us i think you know it grows it's it's catching it you know if we you love to be around a positive person don't you because it gives you energy whereas if there's something bad going on or something negative it drains us so i i would just believe in that i'm very grateful to the universe for delivering you know what i what i have in my life and it's wonderful yeah. and it's very nice to meet you ali i'm really glad oh. that you've joined it's great i've made a new friend yeah, definitely. And likewise, you know, right back at you, sister from another mister. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, so, but anyway, thanks for coming on Tea Time. It's been lovely to have you. And no doubt we will catch up soon. Definitely. We will. Thanks again, Ali, for inviting me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Brilliant. Bye. Bye. Look forward to chatting with my next guest on the Tea Time Sofa this time next Saturday. In the meantime, if you would love to get in touch about having a chat with me, you can reach me on Tea Time at forthenow.co.uk where you can find me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on Tea Time with AM. Bye for now. <laughs>